This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, Sam Allardyce, of course, has gone to West Brom, taken Sammy Lee as assistant manager with him. So he wanted some insight into the world of the assistant manager. So who better than Kevin Bond, who worked at many clubs with uh, Harry Redknapp? Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? We uh, we had a bit of a chat. We heard from Nigel, the Man City fan, an old uh, familiar talk sport caller. He had we a bit did. of a tale for us. And uh, we played charades. We, is that, we did. Is that yeah, in the pod? It is near Christmas. I oh, will put that in, definitely. Uh, we spoke to the player manager of a team that um, were winning 8-1 and managed to draw 8 all. Are we playing all of that interview or are we cutting it just before the end? <laughs> we may just cut it before the end. And Jimmy Bullard joined us as well, didn't yes. he? Uh, and uh, Andy Jacobs' birthday spread. Is oh, that making it? It was a triumph. Oh, it really, really it? was um, wonderful. See if you can work out the scoring yeah. system. It's controversial. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the birthday spread. I let myself down last week with Joan Armour trading. I, yeah. I didn't follow my heart. And uh, with Joan Armour, of all the people to not well, follow I your heart. I think that was with. one of the tracks on her first album, wasn't it? <laughs> it yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what did you make of that? What did you make of that then, Paul, last night? I was wondering this. I asked this question to, mm. to Barry Glendening this morning, and he said it was a stupid question. But if you're, if you're Stephen Bergwine, yeah. right, you get that chance, but you haven't kicked the ball in the last 40 minutes. Do you think it makes think it harder? Was, you think he was cold? Well, I think he was. You think, I think he wasn't it, sufficiently warmed he up? He just hadn't had enough goes. Do you know? I mean, he'd been running around a lot because he was basically playing as a as a surrogate fullback in the back six. Mm, but, I, I mean, I think he was, you know, he'd had touches, just not in front of the goal. I just it, think it, it does make it harder. I mean, I mean, Spurs have been, you know, very good at putting chances away. But yeah. I do think if you don't have, you know, if you haven't, if you're just not, touched the ball for so long it must make a difference <laughs> it's, it's an intro I, you know I, it not struck me right. Okay, that right at the start of the second half to be in like that and just to put the toe poke but I'm not going to single him out you know he got he got himself in good positions and did everything right apart from put it in and and the nature of the way Spurs play means that you know you're always open to a sucker punch it was for an equaliser the other day they had a little bit more time to react the other day and, and nearly did but the way they started the second half was was easier on the eye because it it as a Tottenham fan at the moment it's a very tough watch 
every game is Rourke's drift. Every game, you <laughs> and, and look, they do it very, very well, but it makes it very tense. Um, I, I think way all, to watch football of all the games, this this felt like the rockiest of the drifts. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. Like, it, it really was. I think maybe just because Liverpool are such a good team and can and and they can go long as well as play mm. play beautifully in tiny you know little triangles and just the way they move the ball that perhaps you know to get anything against Liverpool you do have to defend in a very last ditch way yeah. but it felt more last ditch it felt more last Certainly ditch the first city half, but the, the second half they came out yeah. and and got more on the front foot and created chances and as you say you don't create a lot of chances at the moment Spurs but so the ones you do create, you should score. And really, Kane, if you're in a situation where Kane's in front of goal with a free header, you expect him to score it. But look, those sorts of things uh, happen. You can't you, you can't go too mad about it. Um, I'm not sure we'll get sure that <laughs> Joseph was right when he said that uh, uh, the best team lost. I mean, I would have been. I think the substitutions told you we were angling for a draw, and I'd been very happy with a draw. It would have been a very good point yeah. because ultimately you come away from it. And, you know, if you want to just look at it in the very coldest light of day, you have to say a team that has found a way of winning things recently found a way to win. And the team that often uh, often doesn't and comes up short got done in the 90th minute. You know, that's a very black and white way of looking at it. But, I mean, I think a lot of people had Tottenham got a point last night. If Tottenham had certainly won it, one of the Bergwijn chances or the Kane chance gone in, people would have said, blimey, yeah, this is the real deal. But I think there's still a lot of people out there looking at Spurs now and saying... Was fundamentally yeah. another two one, isn't and it's, it? It's fine margins, isn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think it Kane is. lost his lost Firmino yeah. in the in the box or, or whatever happened with that corner, and it, it is fine margins, and that's where narratives come from. Yeah, but you know, I suppose you could you, you know two tiny little things. Bergwijn gets that just inside the post, or or Firmino just heads it over, and then the momentum is still with Tottenham, you know, because that's yeah. that's quite a run they've been on of games to have been unbeaten. But and, and as I said, I don't, buy, I don't necessarily buy it. It's quite as black and white as I just uh, painted it. No. But I think it would have, in terms of laying down markers, that would have been pretty huge had they come away with a win, which they could have done based on the chances they yeah. created, or, or, or a draw. Curtis Jones is a wonderful... I mean, he was is, brilliant, is it, is yeah. it time to Very start good. building him up? Is he the next yeah, think, Stephen Gerrard? What do we well, think? I mean, you know, you, you, you've got to start thinking how key he would be for England, the job he could do for England. It's a, it's an area they need to strengthen in, and he'd be brilliant. He looks a really, really good yeah. player. You just think, how can you not be nervous in that, you know, yeah. 19... And just just take it on just like that. And there Some was of one the touches, move yeah, he, did. he was, was very just... good. The um, I was kind of keeping in touch with uh, Andy during the game, and um, I, I realised that I was about thirty seconds or forty seconds behind him, and I thought, how can that happen on Amazon Prime? Does it ultimately come down to the quality of your internet connection? I suppose it must. Mine, um, maybe a bit he's jumpy. Got, maybe he's got a quicker one than me because at, at one point he said. See, you're back in it. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, what's happened? So 40 seconds later, Son scores, and then I see them looking at VAR. So the oh, no clearly means um, it's not gone. And then he sends a follow-up one, so I now know it's a goal. He's taken all the jeopardy out of VAR. So really, you're completely. just following... Andy Jacobs could make money doing a minute-by-minute minute with his very... He's got the quickest Amazon <laughs> Prime of all Maybe of he's us. right next to Amazon Prime's uh, sort of place where they do it. His all. router, the, the router. Yeah, his, their his... main... They all work off of one small router, I, I think, Amazon see, Prime. I can't see Paul, um, Andy working in, a, in an Amazon... Warehouse, can no, be, I, I, I don't, don't think, think he could work at that pace. No, <laughs> no that I don't pace. think he'd start. Well, I'd actually take instruction quite like yeah. that. 
quite so well, I don't think. <laughs> I doubt it. The, the other thing is, Max, I didn't realise you were telling me earlier on we had a conversation about the quality of our... Uh, of the uh, pictures and stuff coming in, and you were telling me you can't get Amazon Prime on your TV. No, I, can't. I mean, my telly's about five years old now, but I've got the app, yeah. and I just click on the the Amazon app, and it and it gets the games up. You know, obviously I've subscribed to it, but um, I'd have to connect my laptop to the telly. You've got a telly that's ten years that's old. Testimonial year for the is it cathode inch. Ray Helton? <laughs> is it is it a quite deep telly? Is it does it? Does it take a while to warm up? I believe it was one of the early flat screens. Wow. Um, how flat is it? I mean, like, tellies now, they're like sort of wafer thin. How, how, what would you say? Is it about sort of I'm gonna three say, or four feet wide? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that That's big. about six inches <laughs> wide. There's I people with so. new tellies just laughing Honestly, at Honestly, when I tweet out a pic screen grab of my... TV. Yeah. Most recently did it with the woman from the Oral B advert because she has too many peppers in her fridge and it's really bugging me. No one <laughs> right. has that many peppers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I just get a lot of abuse for how old my telly is. But we did wonder. Great, what, isn't it? What people would abuse you oh. for? What did we? How do we abuse people <laughs> before? Before did we just look through their living room window and say, "Ah, look at your telly, mate," <laughs> and just shout it through your letterbox? So, but, so, but, so, why won't you not invest in? A, I mean, ten, I mean, ten years old. Just the inertia. Take of, it down the dump, mate. Well, the inertia of the inertia of taking that out of the house and putting another one in and plugging it in is too much for me. Well, I've, I was I've pointing out to you that the new tellies, they are so advanced, you basically don't even have to open the box. You just put the box in the living room, <laughs> yeah. you leave the room, right. and you don't look. Yeah. When you come back, it's up on the wall. And it's playing the show it's you want. Plugged in, it's set up, and it's it's got your favourite It's got your favourite show. It's, they're really easy to do now. So here's a start. I have a 10-year-old television. If anyone has an older one... We'll yeah. find the oldest working telly. We'll find some old tech. Among that'd the be nice. Eight to ten eighty nine. Are you still watching? I mean, I don't mean like the sort of one that's in a cupboard. One that's your main. Yes, the main telly. The main telly. Like Someone's old telly. nan will still have the old cathode ray deep with the the turny turny like cracking a safe to change channels and and a little dot. Does yours have a little dot when no, you turn it, it off no, at night? It doesn't night? have a little dot. It doesn't go. Boo, doesn't oh, do a that. Shame. Um, do we have time for the uh, the Tim Sherwood. We have time for. Can we squeeze in? Oh, we haven't. The producer says we haven't got time for it. Sorry, we had too much of a chat Tim anyway uh, uh, what did we learn from last night's game Sam Matterface uh, your very own here on TalkSport will be uh, we'll run through all the games we'll get, make sure we give all six of them mention from last night and the takeaway from each one uh, Steve Harmison on uh, the bounce and whether it should be outlawed uh, the concussion in sport obviously a very hot topic and uh, Malcolm Knox the Australian cricket journalist is calling for um, yeah, calling for the end of the bouncer. And Nigel Owens will be joining us, the uh, former, sadly now, international rugby referee, telling us why he has uh, hung up the whistle. Oh, apparently we can squeeze it in. Oh, so we can. it is on Amazon. They do the sort of goals show thing. Tim yeah. Sherwood is He's watching. gone viral today. As Liverpool, he's watching Liverpool Spurs. Yeah. It's that corner. Take it away, Tim Sherwood. I'm not too worried about these corners. I mean, it might come back to bite me here, but I think Tottenham have got the dominant dominancy in the air there you know so I'm not sure anyone can get ahead on the first ball for Liverpool apart from that one. Oh, oh Sim oh, it's Firmino in the 90th minute wow what a header it's his fault cursed us there Tim cursed us completely with that one so um, we're not altogether sure whether this has a place in the real world it has a place in sport it's mm. the kind of curse of the commentator thing isn't it they're not going to score now oh they've scored but in, in, in life generally in real life does that sort of a, thing happen that kind there, of yeah. preempting disaster I, like that I can, I, only, I can only think of really dark ones where it would happen you know it won't yeah. bite that kind of thing but if that's ever happened in real life but it where, is the ultimate is, is uh, Tim Lovejoy isn't it it's only Ray Parlow yeah. there's you know 
there's not many better than that. So uh, if, if it's ever happened to you in any other walk of life... Or on the terraces. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89, tweet TSH&J. Fish in London says Bob Mills still has a black and white TV in his day room. You know, I, I love Bob, he's brilliant, but he... He does like to spin a bit of a yarn, does Bob. And he's very believable with really them. Believable. I'm, I'm not calling him a liar. I'm just saying he may have just talked it up a bit. But anyway, let us know. Um, the, the oldest tellies, can you beat uh, Max's? What is it? It's a Panasonic. Panasonic, 10 years old. Testimonial year. Yeah. Panasonic. Nice. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talk Sport. Well, uh, Sam Allardyce, as I'm sure you're all aware, he was on with Jim and Simon earlier on, has uh, headed to West Brom. Sammy Lee has gone with him. The call came to Sammy, uh, a long-term assistant. And we wanted to discuss the art of uh, a good second-in-command, yeah. a good assistant manager. And, and our minds immediately turned to a man, apart from managing in his own right over the years, um, worked with Harry Redknapp at Tottenham, QBR, Bournemouth, Southampton, Portsmouth and Birmingham City. I don't think I've left any out. Kevin Bond joins us. Good afternoon, Kev. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon. It's uh, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I suppose you're you're maybe at home and you're you're getting a whisper, possibly from Harry, that something could be on or you could be back. And is it a sort of weird thing waiting by the phone at times to see if these things materialise? Yeah, it can be. Um, yeah, obviously, in, in the days it's gone quiet for for Harry. Now I think he's had enough of it all. But in the days when he was a busy man at, uh, and, and very much wanted at football clubs. Um, you, you, it wasn't anything that I actually really discussed. And Harry never ever said to me, you know, if I go here, you're coming with me. I and mean, he never took anything like that for granted. Um, and it wasn't anything, honestly, prior to it that we really discussed. I mean, I would keep a keen eye on what was happening on the managerial front. And then when all of a sudden Harry was installed, uh, invariably, and thankfully I got a phone call. Did you ever see the rumours and it said, you know, Harry Redknapp might take over at I, Sunderland, I don't know. And you, Did you ever think, oh, I hope he, I hope he doesn't because I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. Yeah. Uh, no, I did, I did but um, knowing football as we know it, um, I've very quickly learned that you can't take too much by that. Um, you know, sort of knowing the, knowing the game a little bit, you have, a, you have an idea, the clubs that would suit uh, the manager... Uh, i.e. Harry and the clubs that wouldn't and um, the places that would he would be really linked with and could be a strong possibility. And, you know, if the circumstances were right, uh, you knew that that possibility might not be very far away. I, you know, Harry is um, well, well known for the fact that he's never really, um, from a living point of view, strayed too far from the South Coast. Yeah. But, you know, th- thankfully he's been involved, the clubs he's been involved with, he can sort of nearly, nearly get there every day. And you never sort of were planning, I don't know, like a six-month round-the-world trip and think, I better just call Harry first to check he's not about to get a job somewhere. No, ab- absolutely not. And if I had, uh, make no mistake, if I had a planned and paid for a six-month trip around the world, it had got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the art of the job, Kevin? How do you, what's the job description you think if someone said to you, what, what does a, a good assistant manager do? Well, I mean, obviously, knowing, you know, you have to know the man that you're dealing with and the and the job that he would like you to do, you know. So in 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 Harry in Harry's case, I think the main part of most days for a club day to day basis is is dealing with the training. That's the most significant part of the day. So most days of the week are sort of maintenance. So you might set it out 
along with your fitness coaches um, and medical team, and and obviously then you run it past the manager, and uh, and you, and you might take for the most part uh, a large part of that, and then obviously Harry would get involved in game preparation, which would be a day or two days before a game. That would be that would be the large part of it. Also, you know, man management. You you end up finding certainly at the bigger clubs that you're with that you you end up dealing with for a lot a lot of it players who don't play. Yeah. You know, they got big squads, all important players, and they can't play everybody. So quite quite often, um, when players aren't playing, they get a little bit disgruntled, and um, you know, sometimes it is. It is the assistant they go and lean on? You know, why, why am I playing? I mm. want to be playing, and and it's, you know, how you deal with them and keep them motivated. Um, you know, so that that is a large part of it. Also, you know, I I can remember in my days looking after Harry when when he was involved with really good clubs, and it, all I would do with those players is encourage them to go and see him, go and see him, tell him you want to play. He'd, he'd want to hear that, and um, but that's one part of the game that has really changed because, you know, back in, you know, years and years ago, um, the player would go and knock on the manager's door and, and have it out with him. But they, they, you know, for whatever reason, they don't do it today. And, and I think they should. So what they end up moaning to their agents and the agents end up ringing the owners. And it, you know, certainly in Harry's case, that would have been just about the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> and what about sort of being able to um, disagree in your case with Harry, to say, I don't think that's the right idea. Surely it's, you know, for the best managers have people below them that they will listen to. Yeah, I think, um, I, I would like to think um, that was one, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why Harry um, did did have me with him is that I, I would not agree with him. You know, I, I think, um, I think it's important for a person in, in that position as assistant to challenge the manager I mean, you don't want to row every day. Don't get me wrong, but I think you have you have to challenge him. If certainly, if you really, really don't agree, and and Harry and I and Joe work with him also have had some very you know tasty disagreements. But I, I think it's important that you have to get your point over and, and let him know. But then ultimately, when a decision is made, that's all you can do is let him know, and then. Um, then you're obviously what he wouldn't want to be doing is if things go wrong and uh, and he did whatever it was he wanted to do, tell him I told you so at the end of it. <laughs> he wouldn't thank, he wouldn't thank you for that. No. So you're all singing off the same hymn sheet, but I think that's that's very very important. Have you ever had a chat with Sammy about this? You're both sort of long-serving assistants to uh, to successful managers. You ever had a conversation about the job? Um, Sammy, I believe, has been mentoring um, for the last little while. There's um, a group of the guys uh, who are working with the LMA, and I know mm. Sammy has been doing that. Actually took part in that in the early stages, and then I got back working again, so I didn't do it. But um, And that was probably the, mo- the most I've had to do with him. A really, really, uh, I-, I can see why Sam would take him. A really, really likeable guy who I think would be, um, I- I'm not not suggesting that he's, not suitable for the managerial job, um, but it, it would be absolutely ideal for the <clears throat> for the role that Sam's given him. Yeah, and uh, look, I wouldn't turn the bat phone off just yet for Harry because <laughs> I mean Sam said earlier on to uh, to Jim and Simon that you know he wasn't intended to come back in, and it's you know just when you think you're out, they pull you back in, Godfather Three and all that, and there's always jobs going, Kevin. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out Harry if the right job came along. Mm, do you fancy Arsenal, Kevin? Yeah, I think the the funny <laughs> thing is is that. Um, 
Well, one of the things I think you need in term, to be in a managerial is you need, you need energy. I mean, honestly, you need energy. And, and Harry is the youngest, whatever age he is, mm. and he has still got bags of energy. Every time I speak to him, he speaks to him, he's up and down the motorway doing something. So um, if he wanted to do it, for sure he could still do it. Fire up the Range Rover. Good to, good, <laughs> Cheers, good to talk to you, Kevin. All the best. Thanks very much. Thank you. There we are, Kevin Bond there. And I suppose from Sam's point of view, and Harry's with Kevin, that... You know, it's tough enough when you go into a new job. You've got a lot of catching up to do. You've got you, so you know you've got you to want, trust someone. You right? want to trust somebody, and you want the training set up. You want somebody who's going to be a good go between. Immediately go to that dressing room, and get a lot of the boys on side, find out the lie of the land. Said he's not playing, and he's not happy with it. He's not playing. He doesn't care. He's just he's mm. nicking a living. Yeah. I mean, those guys like been around the game as long as they have. Totally. They can suss out a dressing room in about ten minutes. Yeah, they so, sit on the bench, just you know, and it's two 0 down. They're like. Gonna do, I don't know what to do. And they're all just going, I've not got a clue. Yeah. You know, I'm writing down a piece of paper. Not a clue, Harry. There you are. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now we discovered earlier on that uh, Max's uh, decade-old TV coming up for its testimonial mm-hmm. should be a great turnout. Yeah, a, I'm sure, and uh, really well deserved. Yeah, and has put so much into the house, and you know, just deserves to get something back. Uh, days before apps, I think it uh, the, the apps. What are apps? I think it says if you type that in, and uh, but his old Panasonic still going strong, and um, you've been telling us your tales of uh, of uh, your uh, ancient TVs. Uh, Colin tells us that um, when I was a kid, I was the remote control. My dad used used to look at me and say. ITV! <laughs> Gerard says, I used to use a section of timber batten that you fix a carpet to. Yeah. I placed a blob of blue tack on the end. Class. That way I could reach the TV from my bed pre-remote control days. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> I used a snooker cue. Um, somebody's not put their name on this. I'm clearly a Wolves fan, but just says, uh, I've got 14 years old. An old LG flat screen, well, flattish screen, if it's 14 <laughs> years old, still going strong. Now, uh, we can tie this in to talk sport now with an old stalwart. Nigel, the Man City fan, has joined us with a, a tale of uh, old tellies. Excellent. Hiya, Nigel, how are you? Good afternoon, bro. Good afternoon, Matt. Hi, mate. Long time. You, you keep him well? Yeah, as well as can be expected. Thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, good, good. thank you. Now, you've got... You've got uh, you won a telly on this show, Nigel, didn't you? 
Yeah, I did. Well, if you can cast your mind back to the World Cup 2006, lads, right. uh, you, you had a question which, which the answer was a 26-inch wonderful TV, state-of-the-art. That was massive then. That was 26-inch telly was massive then, I would think. Oh, well, Paul, it, it was huge. Well, I answered the questions, and lo and behold, I won. Mm. And that weekend, a, a box the size of the Empire State Building appeared. <laughs> And, and, and I have to say, it did 12 years non-stop loyal service in our front room, despite several eviction attempts by Shelley. But right. uh, after 12 years of the loyal and unbroken service, one day I, I, I said, in fact, that I'd, uh, I'd really like a newer, slimmer model to grace the front room. <laughs> well, uh, Didn't go down well with the missus, clearly. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Shelley, or Mrs. Maris, is sometimes known, Took the statement in the right context and refrained from throttling me with a night roll belt. <laughs> so, it, but how did how does how what happens to an old TV? Did you just try and turn it on one day and it it, it, it the old cathode ray didn't glow, or did it did smoke come out of it, Nigel? How did it? How did you finally know it was all over? No, well, it was a mutual decision. It, we, were, we were rearranging this the front room, and it was it was like uh, Max's. It was a big, thick thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, Max. <laughs> Absolutely, vibe. Definitely called <laughs> yeah. worse, mate. Well, yeah, he's, I, I, uh, yeah, take he has. on the cheek. has. I've so, seen. Nigel, you and the telly left. It, the telly left by mutual consent, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're having a parcel alert. The dogs are barking, but. Anyway, I, re- I, reti- I retired the telly to part-time service in the in the garden where it uh, it still has the ability to receive various nefarious distant football channels and shall we shall we say the odd colourful late night educational program. Oh, that's uh, good. So you so yes, that's in the garden. You disappear into what to the garden shed and watch the old telly for t- specialist viewing, do you? No, no, no. It's strictly an outdoor uh, TV. It's it, it re- it's retired to the garage for the winter, Paul, where right. I put some straw over it. And, <laughs> It's it, it wakes it's up. Like the, it's like the blue beetle well, tortoise. That's what the old tellies were like. They would hibernate. You put straw on them, and then you, you, you dig them out afterwards. It's, it's marvellous. Good. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that you said a box turned up the size of the Empire State, but you were in you were you were in the cranes business, Nigel. So it must have been big to have to have surprised you. Well, we couldn't get a crane in our street, so. Uh... <laughs> On the estate, there we've got a number of Bulgarian wrestlers. I think they're from a Bulgarian wrestling team. We managed to to to, to, uh, to, to get the telly in, and, and uh, it, like I say, Paul, it did twelve years. Wow! It's it been a great telly, and it it comes out in in May, and it goes in the box in the garden. Lovely. And when it's nice, those three days that it is nice in Manchester in the summer, <laughs> it uh, it uh, it, uh, it does the job, and it's still working, Paul. It was a great Brilliant. TV. Wow, that's and great. Like and like your programme, it stood the test of time. And oh, God bless you. Look at this. What That's a guy. why we got him on. Uh, <laughs> Thank lo- you, Nigel. Lovely to talk to you again, Nigel. All the best. Thanks very much. Okay, okay Paul. Take, Take care. care. Cheers, Cheers. Nigel, the City fan, there was a, he used to pop up and have a chat was on the phone. Nice he'd he'd occasionally a... pop in when he was on a sort of crane oh. contract in London. Oh, and well, once we were in there and he was able to he was able to wave us <laughs> for a pair of binoculars. <laughs> we could see Nigel waving from as he was working on a crane in central it's London. It's a bit harder here, isn't it? Character. There's only like a couple of buildings that are this high, aren't they? Yeah. If no, you are, it, in, it, you are we, in the gherkin, give us a wave. <laughs> yeah. try, gherkin, gherkin, give us a wave. Gherkin. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, if you've got tales of old tellies, we're, we're making sure, you know, we're showing no favouritism. We are sharing round the makes. Uh, but, you know, we have to be honest, uh, your old set's still going strong. But look, it's, it's, it's not as rare as we think. A, gar- sport- a garden telly is quite a, that's I mean, that's, a, that's that, a luxury. Yeah, that is a garden, it? even if it's an old one like that. I found a, I found a Christmas, this is our last show before Christmas, Max, because oh. you're doing breakfast next week. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. found a cracker. I don't even know if it's a real cracker. It might be one of those ornamental ones they put on trees. So should oh. we pull it? Well, why not? Eh? Let's see, there it's might the be nothing in it. You've won. I'm the winner. Is there anything in it or not? Team Santa uh, sticker. That's okay, that's rubbish. Fun. Yeah. What we got in there is a paper there hat. Yeah, yeah, which you'll now have to uh, wear for the next hour and a bit. Why can't a bike stand up by itself? Uh, got no idea. Because yeah, it's too tired. Okay. Do you want me to do the charade or is that, <laughs> is that for the weekend? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the greatest radio, but I've, we've done worse. Uh, it's a book, yeah, yeah. And a film, or a TV show, a film, okay, right. No, we won't do it. Look, look at the time. It's a producer's face. Six words. Pete Tong awaits. <laughs> it certainly has uh, in the last few minutes. all gone. Uh, but, yeah, Pete Tong will be joining us to talk a bit of Arsenal and more. We're here. What was it, by the way? Six words, what was it? And I'll do it with you and Andy on birthday spread. <laughs> You've got the advantage to be able to see. Okay. <laughs> He'll get annoyed at that. Oh, he will. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. David says, is it see, see no evil, hear no evil? No, not, not right. Okay, charades on the radio and six words, film and a book. Apparently, uh, we opened a cracker earlier on. It's a long story, so I won't, get, I won't bother getting you up to speed. Um, joining us now uh, is former professional footballer, TV presenter, mm-hmm. and now um, successful podcaster. Uh, it's Jimmy Bullard. Hi, Jim. Hogsby and Rushton, how are you? Boys? Yes, hello, we're, mate. We're, we're good. We're not. We're not too bad. You've you've become a. You, you've become a viral sensation. You're doing a new podcast around the world of fishing with some old mates from the world of football. <laughs> Not so much around the world, but yeah, around mm. the UK. Mm. Absolutely love it. What better gig than to go fishing with some old football friends and some footballers I've never met and, you know, take them to a different in a, in a different scenario. I've had a podcast before, The Magic Sponge, but, you mm. know, it's sat around the table and with uh, mics and cameras in front of you. And this is a total different concept and it's been absolutely brilliant. I love every minute of it. Do you find the guests relax more because they're not in a studio, because they're just out doing something they like doing? I knew they would, um, Max. I I absolutely knew they would, just to give them a different surrounding so there's a camera not in their face. You know, we hide it in reeds behind trees. Um, and, And it just frees them up a bit. And also with a sport there, which fishing is, you know, um, it just gives them something else to concentrate and it just breaks up the, you know, we, we all know you're in the same game and it's just nice to try and get them as relaxed as possible. And then that's when you get the best from them. And that's yeah. what this is with me. It's absolutely brilliant. Off, off the hook with Skyfair, absolutely brilliant. Watch out for it. I've Did just done one, actually, with an old mate of mine, David Bentley. It's been brilliant. Okay, so we've got... I've done... I'm still here. With Bobby Zamora, I've seen some clips of that. Um, and so who who else is in the pipeline then, Jimmy? We've got um, Bobby Zamora done the first one. Robbie Keane, I've done at Burial. Robbie Keane, I oh. didn't realise what a great storyteller he was. You know, absolute blinding gems coming out. Spent a lot of time with Bono, obviously being an Irish legend. Give us a few stories about him. Um, um, so I've just done David Bentley. I've got a few big guests. One, I've got the producer on the year old now, and he said, don't you dare say their name. Oh, OK, He's fair enough. Premier League legend. <laughs> so we want to keep that a secret and hopefully put it out one day when... Um, um, can, can I say? He's saying, no, I can't say. But some real good 
you know, he's won the Premier League before, so that's big. That's good enough for you. Okay. And how have you found, like, you know, interviewing people is a it's a skill. I'm not necessarily saying I've got it, but like, have you like over over the years, like learning how to do it is quite an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you have got it. I'll tell you now. Oh, You're very stop good it, at it, Jimmy. So I'm telling you, you are. You know, you are. You're just saying, trying to be nice. You are. Um, I've not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put myself on the bank and trying to like. Well, you know, it's, it's not easy, is it? You know, you've got to really. You, I, a long time ago, I got told really invest in who you're interviewing. You know, really put some time and effort in and find out as much about them because the more you find out about them, the the better the interview will be. So that's what I try and do. I was um, doing some research with you, Jimmy, and I and I had a question for you, which is. Do you know who won the European Championships in 2016? <laughs> yes, yeah. This was... Uh, what, what was it? Was it Tipping Point? I was Sunday. I was watching Celebrity Tipping Point. Yeah, Catherine Ryan and Jimmy, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, and it was yeah. who won Euro 2016. Honestly, Jimmy, I've uh, had fever dreams about being on quiz shows no, and being asked a football uh, question. I uh, don't, honestly. And I knew the problem with that, I was so bad. Like, I'm really bad. Knowledge, general knowledge, like football knowledge, I'm horrendous. Just because you played it, everyone thinks you should know everything about it. No, it isn't the case. And they are, well, I should have known that, I suppose. But because I was so bad, I didn't get a question wrong. They thought, oh, give them a football question. He's bound to get that right. Oh, sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, it's, look, it's part of it. And really, Mac, I don't care. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the important I, I thing. I woke up in the middle of the night going, I can't remember who's won the World Cup in 2010. Because of this, I was like, what if I'm on a quiz and someone asks me that question and then I'll look like an idiot? Yeah. But you're right, it, it doesn't matter. It was embarrassing in the moment. It doesn't was embarrassing mean. in the moment. But uh, I'll tell you what, we'll get over it, won't we? Why would you bring that up anyway? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's you, he's cruel. Where was the best fishing at which club? Did you do a bit more sea fishing when you were at Hull um, and all that sort of thing? Not really. We had the, I, was, I, I lived, I actually rented a place under the Hull. Humber Bridge. All right. So I, I never went sea fish. I'm more course fisherman, you know. So okay. this this um this off the hook skyboat which I'm doing is, is more around lakes and some rivers I'm gonna try and get on and it's more course fishing. Um so you know it's it's all over the UK, more south based, which you know, we all don't like travelling, so I do try and keep it on the doorstep. But I just love being out in the surroundings in a natural environment. I've done fishing as a kid, you know, and I just absolutely love competition. I've done plenty of match fishing, but to actually take them, and you know, some of them have taken to it. Some of them don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's just real random. And I, but yeah, to answer your question, I do course fishing and match fishing. That's my go-to. Um, I don't know anything about fishing, Jimmy. I once went piranha fishing. I just sat by a river and did didn't for four hours and catch Lee. anything. It wasn't in the Lee. It was in the Amazon. It was in the Amazon. You should yeah. do a pod from there. I was going to say, not Two days, two bleak and a couple of piranhas. <laughs> it wasn't a good day. But we got but a perch. How do, you, how do you win? Is it is it the number of fish you catch? Yeah. Or is it the of size of fish? Yeah, it's the total weight of fish. So you fish for five, six hours normally and then, you know, you could have 25 roach or you could have one big carp that wins you it. So it's knowing your species, knowing what baits to fish for a certain species, what's feeding on the day. So the biggest accumulated weight wins the day, really. And you have sections. And, you know, I think what it gives me is competition at what I want to in football. Right. You know, it's the competition element that I love. Don't get me wrong, I, 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 I do go pleasure fishing, take the kid with me and... You know, sit down and just to get... I'll tell you what, it is nice. And you two are... Get away from humans. 
You're <laughs> <laughs> a strange species. Yeah, you're right. Just like, uh, the, you know what I mean? I was mm. just like, how can I get involved with these? And it was fish. They don't answer back. And they say, as you want, <laughs> and they do as you want, really. Um, and how's Soccer Am going? Obviously, people remember the glory years, so 8 to 15. But oh, how's, yeah. it, how's, it, how's it currently going, Jimmy? Oh, Max, I absolutely love it. I, honestly, it's a great gig. Gives me a bit of direction. You know, weekends come and I absolutely love it. You know, all the boys and the girls behind the scenes yeah. there. And it's a whole big team. And yeah, I, you know, this is my fourth year this year. But yeah, meeting new guests, fresh week every week, you know, and doing the drills, this and that in the car park. That's just me and me element, really, Max. So I, honestly, it's, it's such a great gig and an honour to do it. Excellent. Jimmy, all the best. Good to talk to you. Best of luck with the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I've got a bite. I've got a cup. I've got a bite. I'm in. He's in. He's in. Live on on Talksport 2. Catch and release. Uh, They should get him on Fisherman's Blues. They have to put in touch with Nigel. We can have a proper fishing chat. Yeah, absolutely. In depth. Yeah. Start talking tackle and what catches and. and Yeah, I can only go, what's the biggest fish you've ever caught? That's right. No, piranha fishing's not. Honestly, it sounds really. How did you do it? Well, you just sit in a little boat on the Amazon with a piece of string and some bacon and don't catch any piranhas. That's Bacon? Is that what they like? Bacon on a pole? A little bit of beef. Might have been beef. I right. can't remember. Either way, I wasn't very good at it. Didn't put your hand in, and did you? It really did rain. I don't think there were any... I think they just said did there were piranhas Did you see any? Here. Did you see no piranhas? I, I did it for, in total, about six hours. Caught no piranhas. It was very cold six, and wet. Oh, they just... They saw you was, coming, I was, didn't so, they? No, it was an, and I got, we wanted to go home, but there was some American... I mean, uh, uh, some of my best friends were American. I mean, yeah, so some American. Derogatory about Americans. There was an American person who just wouldn't leave until they'd caught a piranha. They were oh. like, I'm here and I'm going to stay because I'm here to get a piranha. And I was right. like, you're not going to catch a piranha. It's like, come on, yeah. come on. American. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. No, incorrect. Stone. Incorrect. Matt in Birmingham's. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No, incorrect. Do you want to... Wanna... Russell's had a go at that. What? Yes, yeah, sorry? Uh, one word. Wait, no, first, first word. word. First word. No, you've got me there. What's that? Um, circle. No? Round. Round. Rounder. <laughs> Rounding. Roundish. <laughs> We'll come back to this later. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The on-air pilot of uh, Sherrard's on the radio has gone better than we thought, even though I was saying rounding, roundish, rounder. <laughs> and then in the break, you were criticising uh, well, me. I thought there was a better mime you could do, but <laughs> the listeners didn't need them. Lee Bertram, who kicked this whole thing off with the first guess of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, has got it right, as has. Let's look at some of the other people. Let's give Richard, a friend from South End, yeah. Steve the Palace fan, um, Paul the Millwall fan, uh, David, Dan, and Andy, and others. Richard, uh, Ian, Richard, Wollaston Village FC, random yeah. subject. Andy and Gary. Uh, Andy and the Peaks. What was the answer? Around the world in 80 days. Here we are. They said it would work. Who knew? What they a success. I'm doing, I'm going to do that. I'm doing breakfast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Try that with uh, Troy Deeney and Troy Darren Deeney. Bent. I reckon uh, I'll I'll I'm going to love Troy's thousand yard stare <laughs> when you start doing charades <laughs> on the radio. That's going to be good. Anyway, um, picture the scene. Doned Barbarians are uh, playing Sturminster Rovers. They're 25 minutes left. Don Ed, uh, eight one up. They've got a cigar on. There's four Olays, or there would have been if there was a, a, a decent enough uh, crowd there. But then things start to unravel, and the game finishes eight all. <laughs> 8-1 with 25 <laughs> minutes left. The game finishes 8-all. Uh, we're very fortunate to have the uh, player manager of the side that we're leading 8-1. He's been brave to uh, step up to the plate today. 
Uh, Miles Fielding from uh, Donhead Barbarians. Uh, good afternoon, Miles. Hey, lad, you all right? Well, yeah, I suppose good, the first question, Miles, really, is, uh, as, you, as you'd expect, is do you look upon it as a point gained or two points lost? Uh, towards the end, it's a point gained, to be honest. <laughs> Well, that's, you're the kind of man they need in the dugout. That's a kind of optimism. What level is this, Smiles? Uh, Sunday league. Half our players turned up, well, on the back end of a Saturday night out. Right, OK. So you're 8-1 up with 25 minutes. And, and had you taken yourself off? Were you playing? Oh, I wasn't playing. No, I'm a goalkeeper. Um, had I been in goal, I'd like to think we would have won that game quite comfortably. Right. So 8-1, 25 minutes left. Just talk us through the timeline then. Where does it start to go wrong and, and, and why? Can you put your finger on why? Uh, I looked to my left and my right and I had um, our own Edgar Davids um, for a left back um, on the side and I thought I'd put him up top. Right. I took off our striker and um, that was it, 8-2, 8-3. And I thought, hang on, I might have to put it back to a defensive formation. And it was 8-4. So we put everyone back in normal positions and they just kept scoring. Do you think you wound the opposition up by sticking your left back? Obviously, you call him Edgar Davis because he's got a very thick pair of glasses. <laughs> by sticking him, <laughs> sticking him up front as the striker, um, they thought he's having, he's, he's taking the mickey here, boys. Let, let's get into him. Uh, I don't even know what went wrong, to be honest. Um, <laughs> well, you're, you're the manager. If you don't know, then who does? I don't think anyone does. <laughs> what, what was it... What was it like at full time? When did they equalise? That like right in the last minute? Oh, uh, it was about the eighty-fifth minute they equalised. Cool, blimey! What and then we, and then were you like backs against after that? Was it was it backs against the wall after that? No, it was end to end. Oh like, really? Wow! And, cool. and, and would you call it a momentum shift? I think you probably would. <laughs> probably you? would. Yeah. What? Uh, I like playing FIFA, going four-one down on foot down. <laughs> yeah. What happened at full time? You know, you're standing on the side. You can't even go at the bar or the changing room now. What was the chat after the game? Um, I looked to my assistant and I went, do we know another goalkeeper? <laughs> um, yeah, there was nothing. I've really? Seen Were they bad goals? Movement. Were they bad goals, Miles? Would you think the keeper was at oh, fault for many God. of them? Uh, four of their goals were from about 40 yards. Our goalkeeper was on the other side of the net at one point. <laughs> had, yeah. you, had you drafted this keeper in at the last minute? Or, or did you... No, he's, he's, our, he's our goalkeeper throughout the season. He's been really oh. good. And then he's had a stinker that day and... Um, well, to my knowledge, I've been told he's signing on for Sturmans the Rovers. Oh, really? He's got. Right? Oh, that's, oh, that's a bit of skullduggery. Why, why are they signing him? They've just seen him <laughs> let in seven in well, five minutes. Was he was he uh, agent Sturminster? Your time is up. Maybe I'm oh, sure well, that. If, if we were Premier League, there'd definitely be an investigation. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. Well, look, um, so how did you. What have you said to the boys? Have you, has there been sort of. You must have the WhatsApp group. Are you trying to keep everybody's heads up ahead of the. Who you got this weekend? Uh, we've got. Blanford, who are probably um, the second strongest team in the league. So right. after seeing a ship eight goals, I think we'll be lucky to not concede ten. Yeah. Right. And and have you had the vote of confidence, or is it is people say fielding out? Uh, well, I, I said fielding out at one point. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great story, uh, Miles. This uh, hope you'd be lovely that they could do the same thing to somebody else in the return fixture, yeah, absolutely against their old goalkeeper. <laughs> It's now turning out for the opposition. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. 
Time then for the birthday spread. This is normally um, just me playing uh, and Andy setting the spread, but um, Andy's back tomorrow, um, but he's agreed to pop along the seat. He's worked out, he's done 10 gags. Oh, excellent. And yes. uh, uh, Max and I are going to go head to head. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. And Hello, I wish mate. everybody a, a happy Simon Cowell on a jet ski day. Yes, yes that's, that's right. That. A few yes. of the listeners sent those in to us. The Christmas <laughs> yeah, for marvelous. us, I think, has really properly started now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Good to see him back there. Now, uh, yes, I've worked out the scoring system this week. It's going to be a lot better than last week. Good. Round by round, the tension will build. It's going to be tremendously exciting. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, wow. Really right. building We're this really up, Andy. Okay, so... <laughs> Does Andy know we've done charades earlier today? So we we the bar is really... On the radio. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. does it matter who goes first? I'll do a what hands it in for Max, and he can choose okay. to go first. Now, what yeah. hand is the top of the tea bag in? Uh, left hand. Left hand. So, you want to go first or second? Uh, Max? I'll go. I'll go second. Okay, please. Max is going to go second. I'll Ooh. go first. All right then. Tactical. Are you going to alternate after each one? Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, we will yeah, okay, do. Yeah, yeah. It was just to okay. kick us off. It's quite an elaborate, That's nice, pointless thing to do. Really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get underway. Is Pele there? Is Pele's potting? in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There he is. Good. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. And talking of God, it's a very, very happy birthday to His Holiness, Pope Francis. And uh, not many people know this, actually, but Francis is only his second name. His first name's Trevor. Oh, okay. is, that, is that right? We need dance here, <laughs> really. the first million pound take, pope, wasn't I've he? taken communi- communion on many occasions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, that was good. That was good. So, Pope Francis. Oh, pope wow. Francis. Pope Trevor Francis. Uh, Trevor what Francis. is Pope Francis? That's a good question. He's a quite young-looking guy, isn't he? He's, he's looked after himself. I'd probably he's about sixty-eight. I'd go about sixty-eight, Andy. What do you okay. think? I reckon first million-pound Pope. Yes, seventy-six. He was. Okay, he's 84. No, is he? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. They must just be putting up old pictures of him. <laughs> okay, so you're 16 now. What did you say, Max? I said 76, didn't I? Yeah, so, so you're eight, eight out. out. Eight. So the score after the first round is 8 nil to Max. Oh, okay, great. this is really good. Well, I'll right? never, never get the hang of this system. But let's go. Let's well, it's my... easy. You were yeah. 16 out. Max is eight out. So yeah. it's 8 nil to Max. Yeah, Come on, okay. Paul. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm just a, I'm a bit of a lad when it comes to changing the birthday spread. <laughs> I like, the, I like <laughs> yeah. to look at the producer's like confused face, even though he only left school about three weeks ago, trying to do the maths on his taking his shoes and socks off. So, okay. Here we go. It's a very, very happy birthday, too. I've got to find him. General Sir Frank Kitson, MC Bar Commander, UK Land Forces, 1982 to 85. General Sir Frank Kitson. I used to enjoy his clandestine column uh, about revealing life in the army. Yes, the secret general. I don't know if you remember that one. I don't, know, I don't know what you're getting at there, Andy. I've got no idea what you're getting <laughs> oh, at. Oh, you there. do. You so, know exactly what yeah. I'm getting at. Yes, so General Sir Dave Kitson. And he was he was in charge in the in the eighties. Yeah, he's in charge uh, in the eighties. Yeah, seventy eight. Okay. I go. He's um, eighty one. Wow. Okay, he's ninety four. Wow. So uh, Max is twelve. Si- uh, Sixteen out, isn't he? Sixteen yeah. out. Yeah. You are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this it's is the full system. Yeah? It's three nil. That you scored three there, so it's now eight three to Max eight because three. you had a three advantage. Oh, right. there. Okay, okay yeah, go good. on. I'm just leaving it here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, number don't three. Worry about it. 
Okay, Sir Hector Sants. Happy birthday to Sir Hector Sants, uh, Money and Pension Service Head of Compliance and Government Affairs at Barclays Bank, 2013. Chief Executive of the Financial Services Authority from 2007 to 2012. He's a busy man, isn't he? Sir Hector Sants. He's actually got a new business supplying uh, crabs to uh, top West End restaurants. Yes, Sants Claws are coming into town. (laughs) Blimey, blimey. you got three hours. Three hours this tomorrow, Paul. Oh, no. Um, Three hours, you had 20 years of it, mate. Don't worry about it. I'd say say he's 75. No, he's not nowhere near that old. Uh, He's uh, 72. Okay, well, he's actually, uh, what is he, 75. Oh! No, see, no, no, he's 65. Sorry, oh, okay. I got it wrong. He's 65. <laughs> so you're 10 out. Okay. <laughs> Paul's three. Max is three out, so that's a seven advantage for him there. So it's 15-3 to Max. 15-3 to Max, okay. Oh, that's very exciting, this, right, isn't it? Yeah. I must say. Okay, it's a very happy that's birthday. That's not right, is it? Because f- shouldn't you have 15? Isn't that worse than having three? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. This trust is Andy. Cool. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. I'm 15, <laughs> three up. Keep going, Andy. Time's are pressing. The producer's going to start shouting. No, Two minutes. No, Brian, Dean minute. could, Brian Dean will join in this. And <laughs> Brian then we can will join discuss jacuzzis, of course. He, yeah, I can't even He'll come on He'll be joining Andy in the jacuzzi. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he will. Okay. Very happy birthday to Christopher Biggins, the actor and TV presenter. Yeah, I know him very well, actually. He lives around here. I bumped into him in The Chemist. Uh, for some reason, he had his cat with him. Still, it was good to see Big Biggins puss in boots. Oh, wow. It's good, that. That's, okay, uh, Biggins is... Yeah. He's yeah. wearing well. He's like the Pope. He is, well, yeah. he's I reckon he's 68. In terms of that. 68, um, Biggins. 68. I reckon Biggins might be a bit older. 72. Oh, spot on, Paul. Tremendous oh, well work. Done. Oh, You're wow. back in the... Com- so it's now 15 to 7. You've scored four there on that yeah, round. Okay, well three. Enough. Closing right, the gap. Yeah, yeah. Well good. done, Paul. Okay, well, the tension is exciting, isn't it? It's huge. <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, William Rag. Happy birthday to William Rag. Can I see him? Can I find him? Hold on. What's happened to him? <laughs> <William> <laughs> I'm looking about across about three days' worth here. Oh, does it matter what he does, does it? Well, a little bit. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. It's a Conservative MP, William Rag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, right. I should know that, really, Bill because Rack, he's a big man. MP, yeah. yeah, he's a big fan of TalkSport. He's a big Manchester United fan, in yeah. fact, actually. He used to support Wolves. Uh, I took his photo in a United kit and showed it uh, as a wind-up to Wolves' all-time hero. Yes, it was like showing a red rag to a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve Paul. Red rag to Steve Paul, yeah? Is that what you meant <laughs> exactly. to say? Exactly. Uh, that's so, what I meant to say. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd say um, <laughs> 64. What do you think, Max? 60. The boy rag. <sighs> Listen, I, mean, I can play tactically here, can't I? You can. I mean, a purist wouldn't like it. Yeah. 65. You'll <laughs> be sorry. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to just ease your way with one out each <laughs> time? No, like Mourinho of the birthday of the four in the system. Yeah. He's only 33. He's only 33. <laughs> oh, well, so basically, yeah. uh, there's a differential of one, really. For, so Paul scores another point there. It's 15 to 8. It's really exciting. I promise I won't play like that anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. No, yeah, I'm ashamed cheaty, of myself. I'm ashamed of myself. Here we go. It's a bit cheaty, isn't it? Is. Yeah, not, keep not, going, right, Andy. Yeah, uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, Baroness Heather Hallett. Yeah. Baroness Heather Hallett. Yeah. Uh, she's the Justice of Appeal, 2005 to 19. Mm. She's now starring in a new musical about oral Hygiene. Super Just for a minute, yeah. I thought, how are long has he been off? Do it out? Oh, sorry, go on, Karen. It? No, it's okay. <laughs> keep cutting going. across it, is uh, it? Go on, keep going. Sorry, keep doing the... Sorry, Anis. Yeah, go on, keep going. 
She's in a new musical, I said, about oral hygiene. Okay. Yes. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, yes. That's very good. It's very good. Sorry about that, Andy. Yeah, that's okay. I didn't, right. I didn't interrupt I'm you there, Andy. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, you don't get Andy points for interrupting me. Kids TV <laughs> quiz show she did, Hallett Hallett, was good as well, wasn't it? Um, right. Oh, five you can do 19. this next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, I'm going to have to be quick, Max. Don't spend all night doing it. I want to get it right. 71. 71. (laughs) So I'll go 77. She is 71. So uh, you're six out. It's another. It's 21 to eight. Three four rounds to go, but it's still in it. Still in it. Okay. Okay. Let's. This is a quickie. It's the uh, chief political commentator for Times Radio, our sister station, Tom Newton Dunn. Tom Newton Dunn. Yeah, I saw his sister actually, Olivia, in the local (laughs) Amdrab production of Grease. Yeah. (laughs) Was she good? (laughs) Yeah, Marvin. Bet she is good. Yeah. Had a shape up and all that. Um, yeah, exactly. I'll go first this time. Right. So uh, Tom mm. Newton Dunn, uh, fifty. Tom Newton Dunn, fifty-one. You've got to have a system. <laughs> I what think. I think I saw him in the lift. Unless that's someone else. How do you look? Generic Haggard? from Times Radio. Fresh face. <laughs> Forty-four. <laughs> okay, so you're three out. He's forty-seven, okay. and Paul is four out. So there's a one differential there. So it's twenty-two to eight. Right, there's right, not right. a person in the world that understands this scoring <laughs> system. It's just, you're just shouting out numbers, but it doesn't matter. We'll keep going. It's too late to start pulling it apart. I'll now. explain it tomorrow when I'm back. Okay. I can't very... wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like makes Duckworth Lewis seem really easy to get hold of. Craig says you and Paul should say really high scores just so Andy has to do. Long maths. <laughs> yeah, Methuselah. So, yeah. go on, Max. It reminds me of the time I devised a scoring system for a TV show called Britain's Healthiest Couple that no one understood. <laughs> Somehow, Jeff Peters TV. has worked it out. Jeff Peters is actually doing the it. scoring. I understand it. Well, I've got Jeff Peters, the, Jeff, the Peters system, the Duckworth-Lewis <laughs> Peters system, uh, has okay. the scores at, after yes, seven Peters rounds, Paul 81, Paul 81, Max 72. I'm listening to Jeff. But we'll keep going. <laughs> he thinks That's you're winning right. by 10. That's nonsense. No, no. That's no I'm nonsense. losing. Right, it's, it doesn't okay. matter. Keep going. Right. Very happy birthday to the historian and author of Arnhem, Battle for the Bridges, 1944, uh, which came out in 2018, Sir Anthony Beaver. Sir Anthony Beaver. And uh, he's part of a series of busts I've sculpted uh, recently. Uh, I've done two so far. Anthony and former United midfielder Nicky Butthead. Would you like to see my Beaver and Buttheads? <laughs> God, dear me. 63. Oh, no, he's older than that. Come on, I'm under strain. Uh, yes, <laughs> 70, 79. 79, the boy beaver. <laughs> okay, so he is uh, 74. Okay. So right. that means you're five out. What did you say, Max? 63. 63. Yeah. So, I was, no, I was so you're nine out. out. Nine out. 11 out. 11 yeah, out. so that's a six advantage to pull there. 22-14. Oh, it's getting close. Two to I go. It's it closing in. It's I'm like very Don exciting. Edge United. Okay, I apologise for this one in advance. It's a very happy birthday to Michelle Dockery, uh, an actress from Downton Abbey, Michelle Dockery. And uh, I saw recently a celebrity threesome at one of those old-fashioned wooden club golf tournaments with Daley Thompson's coach, Frank Dick. Yes, it was Hickory Dockery Dick. (laughs) It's terrible, isn't it? It's 85 83 according to the Peters system of scoring. Uh, Michelle Dockery, you go first this time, Max. Was it only me? I was Uh, wrong with Threads. 41. 
What do you yeah, think? I don't, know, I don't know who she played. That would, that would help. Downton? Yeah, but I don't I mean, yeah. what, what was her role in Downton? She played the Maggie Smith part. Is that right? 276. Thanks for your help, Paul. Um, 37. 37. Okay, she's 39. It's a tie. You're both two out there. So uh, it remains 22-14. Paul, you need an advantage of 7-8 to take this one uh, to the tie break. It doesn't go to the tie break. Please don't go to a tie break. Brian Dean, he's getting cold in that jacuzzi. It's like a shiver. Okay, okay. Number 10, the last one. It's the It's the composer and pianist Rodion Shedron. Rodion Shedron. Rodion Shedron. Rodion Shedron. Sorry. I'll get it right in a Rodeon minute. Shedrin. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him in concert in a cinema on the West End at the Rodian Leicester Square. <laughs> I didn't want to get to this one. I hope we wouldn't. <laughs> Keep going then, Max. Oh, was... so... Rodian Shedrin. Did we not get the joke? No. Oh, he's done the joke. All right. Sorry. Done the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Rodian Leicester Square. He's <laughs> <laughs> done the joke. It's, it's got to be bad when you can't even tell. <laughs> he wasn't seriously saying he went to the Rodian Leicester Square. It doesn't exist, man. Is this the, uh, is he, is this the Israeli chap? The, uh, Israeli. Is he? Is he? he oh, he, might. he sounds it, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. In which case, I think he's quite old. Go on, the composer and pianist. Yeah. We're gonna go eighty. Okay. Uh, ninety-one. 80. Okay. <laughs> what is close? But he is actually eighty-eight. So uh, Max is eight out. <laughs> yeah. You're three out. That's five to you, Paul. So that's nineteen. What a tremendous match. Max twenty-two. Paul nineteen. Tremendous who stuff. Won? Who won? Max won. Oh, okay. Won. Well, I've got no idea. I've yeah, because no each idea. round he gets he gets yeah. the, whoever won the round that is the cumulative score. <laughs> so if you win the round by eight, like he won the first round yeah. by eight, so he won eight nil. You won the second round by three, so it was eight three. Yeah, yeah. And it just went on like that until it came to twenty two nineteen. I found it perfectly mm. understandable. I also <laughs> understood it, but then I didn't win. No, did you I win under the Jeff Peters? Rule? Jeff Peters says I won ninety three ninety. Well, the great thing about the new birthday spread is you can score it how you like at home. Yeah. And anyone's a winner. <laughs> Andy, yeah. we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, lovely. Take Thanks, care. Very much. Thanks very much. There we mate. are. Andy Jacobs returns tomorrow oh. for uh, Motti and the clips and uh, all that. I much prefer the Peters system. That's industry <laughs> standard as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Is that right? Producer just, just gave up. Gave <laughs> up trying to score it. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Max, that's your stint on this show done until next year, isn't it? I believe so, yes. the new year. So Thanks thank for you. having me. Thank you for sitting in, um, Brandy, I, at short I, I, I probably will be on TalkSport on other shows. Yeah. Between, You're doing breakfast next I'm week. I'm doing breakfast next week and after Christmas and the weekends and as you're usual. back at the weekend. Absolutely, Fantastic, yeah. thank you. Andy is back with me tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.